You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Thank you for again joining us for a mindful moment. We're very grateful for our listeners and really excited to have so many new listeners. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive these challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, motivation, and helpful strategies to cope with current events. Working together, we can not only get through any situation, but can learn and grow from the experience. So let's get started. Actually, before we get started, let's take a moment to send our deep gratitude to all of the essential workers whose courage and dedication are allowing the rest of us to live, stay well, or heal. And let's send healing and compassionate thoughts to all of those suffering from this virus or who have lost loved ones. Numbers are pretty useless right now since they change continuously, but we know there are lots of people who have experienced real tragedies now, and our hearts go out to you. For the rest of us, it's not the virus that's causing most of our suffering. This is indeed a nasty, terrible virus, but unless you've contracted it, it's human beings causing the most suffering right now, not the virus. Here in L.A., like most of the world, we've lost a lot of freedom. We can't hang out with family and friends. We've been forced home from work. We can't enjoy the multitude of entertainment options most of us have taken for granted for a long time. It's inconvenient, yes. And it's disturbing, for sure. City streets are largely empty, and it's unsettling to live with uncertainty every day. But these inconveniences are what will save many, many lives. And they're temporary. That would certainly be enough for most of us to deal with. But human behavior is causing additional suffering that simply isn't necessary. We've lost the ability to walk on the beach or on a hiking trail, for example. Not because of the virus, but because people are ignoring the physical distancing rules. All across the country... Cities, counties, and states are having to further restrict movement because people can't seem to follow a very simple rule of staying six feet apart. 
panic shopping is not only causing store shelves to be empty, but causing prices to skyrocket. The emptier the stores and the higher the prices, the more individuals and families are going to suffer. That's not the virus. That's us creating this mayhem. We're going to talk a lot about words today. Let's start with the difference between stupid and ignorant. Stupid is defined as having or showing a great lack of intelligence or common sense. Ignorant means lacking knowledge, information, or awareness about a particular thing. I personally use the definition as ignoring the facts. Ignorance is a form of mindlessness. Now, honestly, because I'm starting to struggle with non-judgment when it comes to seeing people crowded together despite public health mandates instructing us not to do so, I'm going to consider those folks as ignorant, not stupid. This is certainly mindless behavior, but it's behavior that can be instantly changed. They are clearly unaware that what they are doing is not only dangerous for themselves, but dangerous for every other person they come in contact with once done socializing. All of this can be over much more quickly and many more lives can be saved if we simply stay home and physically distance ourselves from others when we have to go out. If these people don't take the time to inform themselves of the consequences, we may end up not being able to go outside at all. That's bound to be the next restriction, or, with everything changing daily, may have already happened by the time you hear this in some places in the United States. While that may sound like an inconsequential thing in light of what's happening, it's really not. Spending weeks on end homebound is going to start taking a toll on our mental health, and being able to go outside makes a tremendous difference in our emotional well-being. We are also going to be in desperate need of exercise for our physical health, and walking is such an effective form of exercise, it would be a shame to lose that ability too. So please, Follow the physical distancing mandates. Don't be mindless. We've covered the importance of paying attention to our mindset before, but I think it's imperative now that we really take a look at this in light of our circumstances. Mindfulness, of course, includes accepting what is. What is, right now, is something that most people are strongly resisting. Resisting anything simply creates more anxiety and distress. So let's try instead to shift our mindsets from resisting to accepting. Words matter. Words have energy and they influence our thoughts. Our thoughts in turn create our feelings. Our thoughts and feelings create our state of being or our mindset. So words matter. Let's start right now paying attention to our words. This is a crisis. This is like we are being attacked. We're at war with the virus. I want to assure the American people that we're doing everything we can each day to confront and ultimately defeat this horrible, invisible enemy. We're at war. In a true sense, we're at war. And we're fighting an invisible enemy. Let's not declare this as a war on a virus. It seems that every time we do this, the outcome is not so great. The war on drugs. The war on cancer. The war on obesity. The war on poverty. The war, the war, the war. We give power to the very thing we're trying to negate by blowing it up into a war. 
We don't have to fight a virus. We have to stop the spread. And we can do that quite simply by giving the scientists, doctors, and public health officials time to create a vaccine or for our own bodies to create antibodies. We need to flatten the curve so that we don't overload our health care systems. And what is the big, complicated, impossible task we're supposed to do to accomplish this feat? Dr. Deborah Burks. There's no magic bullet. There's no magic vaccine or therapy. It's just behaviors. It's so simple it sounds almost ridiculous. Physical distancing. Just stay away from other people for a while. Oh, and wash our hands. It's not exactly rocket science. You might have noticed I say physical distancing, not social distancing. That's another important word we can change that will better support our emotional and mental well-being. And it's clearer for those mindless folks who still aren't quite getting the point. We need to stay socially connected and we need to stay physically distanced. We have all of the technology imaginable to do that. Let's consider the words we use to describe our current condition. Quarantine is to impose isolation on a person. Seclusion is the state of being private and away from other people. I think I prefer the energy around seclusion better. Isolation is to be or remain alone or apart from others. Retreat is a quiet or secluded place in which one can rest and relax. I definitely like retreat better. We all experience aloneness differently. Some prefer to be alone, while others experience extreme discomfort by being by themselves. It's important to note that there can be very serious health effects from isolation and loneliness. Some studies suggest that the impact of isolation and loneliness on health and mortality are of the same order of magnitude as such risk factors as high blood pressure, obesity, and smoking. We can also feel lonely even when surrounded by people, so more people in the home doesn't necessarily mean you're not at risk for feeling lonely. Research shows that the determining factor for loneliness seems to be the quality of our social relationships, not the quantity. Whether you live alone or not, as we practice physical distancing, it's vital that we stay connected with those people with whom we have high-quality relationships. Studies also indicate that mindfulness and meditation actually reduce loneliness, so whether you're by yourself or with a full household, there's never been a better time to learn and follow these practices. If you begin to feel lonely or sad, reach out to someone you know. Play upbeat music. Go outside. Do any form of physical activity that you're able to do comfortably. Keep curtains or blinds open during the day to allow sunshine in. If skies are gray, turn on more interior lights than normal to brighten up your space. Remind yourself that these feelings will pass. Write that down and tape it to a wall if you need to, but just remember that it's true. If you feel depressed, again, reach out to someone you know, and if you can't reach someone, call one of the hotlines that are available 24 hours a day. If you have family, neighbors, or friends that you suspect might be lonely, reach out to them. We not only have video chats and phones, 
but we can still speak to people in person as long as we're at least six feet apart. I saw in New York that people in apartment buildings are pulling a chair to their front doors each evening and then chatting with neighbors from their doorways. We've all seen the people in Italy singing and talking to each other from their balconies. In my neighborhood, they've started a walking happy hour each evening. Some people walk, again at least six feet apart, while others have beverages on the front porch. This allows everyone to see their neighbors and say hello without risking anyone's health. Take preemptive steps to avoid feeling sad or lonely. Start a daily meditation practice now, even if only for a few minutes a day. There are many guided meditations available online, as well as apps for your phone like Headspace, Calm, or Insight Timer. There is an hourly international group meditation called Meditate Together. You can connect with people from all over the world for a half an hour every day through Zoom. Then there's podcasts, of course. We've just been added to Apple Podcasts' collection called COVID-19 Essential Listening. And I'm sure there are other great options available all in that one list. And we recently shared Kind World to hear about the good things happening in life or staying in with Emily and Kamale, two experts in successfully dealing with isolation. There are over a million podcasts available so there's bound to be something that resonates for you out there. Finally, start shifting your mindset now in order to find more enjoyment during this stay-at-home period. Just a few weeks ago, amidst the frantic hustle and bustle of daily life, the idea of a secluded retreat would probably have seemed quite appealing, but absolutely impossible for most. There's just always too much to do. But now? Is that true? Many of us are still very busy working, whether at home or at our work sites. And of course, there's no retreat in sight for all of the essential workers who are sacrificing so much on our behalf. But for the majority of us, we're sitting at home with nothing to do, other than to perhaps complain about what we can't do. Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist Viktor Frankl said regarding his horrific experiences during the Holocaust, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. If he could change his mindset in a concentration camp to respond to outer circumstances in a way that allowed him to not only survive, but to eventually thrive, can't we learn from that and look at our current circumstances from a different perspective? Instead of seeing this as a completely negative event, try considering it a staycation. I understand no one chose to be on staycation right now, but doesn't that feel better than a quarantine? We're home. Some of us are with family members that we rarely get to spend time with in our regular schedules. Some of us are home alone with no pressure, deadlines, or responsibilities. Many of us are working from home, which once you get the hang of it means you're getting your work done in record time. How are you filling the rest of your day? Look around your environment. What can you do to make your home or workspace feel more like a retreat? Do you have house plants or perhaps plants on a porch or patio that you could relocate to the space you're spending the most time in? 
How about music? Caribbean? French? Polynesian? Italian? Aromatherapy is an excellent addition to your new retreat space. If you don't have a diffuser and oil, how about a candle? Instead of focusing on restrictions and isolation, consider feeling luxuriously secluded and spending time in retreat from the chaos of our previously frantic daily lives. Perhaps we needed the reset button to be hit. We now have an opportunity to consider how we were living our lives pre-pandemic and to envision how we want our lives to look post-pandemic. We can greatly alleviate our own suffering, as well as others, by simply changing our behaviors and mindset. Take a breath. Think about the greater good and not just immediate discomforts. We are not alone, but all sharing the same experience. We can take mindful actions to support our own well-being and our communities at large. So be well, be kind, and be mindful. As we shift into a new mindset of relaxation and quiet, a temporary retreat in the safety of our own homes, let's sit comfortably straight and place our feet flat on the floor. Take in a deep cleansing breath and sigh with relief on the exhale. Close your eyes or gaze down at the floor. Relax the shoulders and neck. Allow any stress in your head, neck, or shoulders to begin to slide down your body. As the tension moves down, add any stress you feel in your back, hips, thighs, and ankles. All of that stress and tension just sliding down toward the floor. As this cascade of tension reaches your feet, allow all of it to simply spill onto the floor or ground. Feel gratitude as it is absorbed away and notice how relaxed your mind and body feel now. Spend a brief time enjoying this relaxed state while you breathe normally. Simply focus on the breath as it moves in and moves out. Bring your attention back to the outer space you're in. Breathe in through the nose and hold 
two, three, four. Slowly exhale through the mouth. Find everything you can today that's enjoyable about your retreat. Seclusion from the outer chaos, love of family and friends, and peace with what is. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it, even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Be sure to join us next week when we'll take a look at the amazing generosity of volunteers who are stepping forward to help across the country. We'll also be interviewing Janine Holmes, CEO of My Stuff Bags Foundation. If you'd like to be on the show, please email us at info at worktoliveproductions.com. We'd love to share how you're navigating through this event and what mindfulness lessons we might find in those strategies. We also want to hear from organizations that are stepping up or adapting to contribute to the greater good. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Please take a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. And follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paula Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Meditation music, Lifting Dreams, by Akash Gandhi. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.